to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! An abbreviated episode, more than likely. Ooh. As you can tell, there's kind of only two voices this week. And they're two very strong voices, don't you agree, sir? Oh, yeah. Well, some might argue the voices that carry the show from week to week. but I never said that. I am not saying that. But uh, if you'd like to say it, go right ahead. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh timing how timing panned out, uh both Jen and Ryan had alternate plans that they couldn't get out of before we could record. So it's just Kevin and I this week. Yes. And here we are. Yes. Uh so that also means that our uh Black Panther review will be pushed back either to a special review episode that we'll put up or in to the next regular episode. We haven't quite decided yet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Have- so Kevin is here, um, which is also good because Kevin might be a rarity over the next couple episodes because it is Santa season. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, sir. And, uh, and- I, I am recording today after an eight hour photo session. So how many, how many, like, so we are in, Really, the first full week of November, how many Santa things have you done so far? Is this uh, just, the first one? Just two. No, this is my second. Uh, last Sunday and today. We're recording this on Sunday night as uh, as we speak. Uh, so I was booked with the same photographer for, for these two days. Next week, the events start... Um, uh, well, as you're listening to this, if you're in the Barrie area and you have young ones, bring them to the... Um, to the Barry Public Library on uh, Saturday. I'll be doing a story time with Santa at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning at the downtown branch and at 2.30 at the Bainswick branch. So that should be fun. And then I've got uh, events with other photographers. I'm doing the tree lighting ceremony in Cookstown. I'm doing a little uh, neighborhood parade in Craighurst. I'm doing... um, a charity Christmas market in Aurelia next Sunday. I've got lots and lots of things going on. It's it's going to be good. Oh, I'm also doing um, a story time with Santa at the Springwater Library in Elmvale as well. So uh, I'll keep everyone posted on my social medias about where I'm going to be and where you can see me in person. Yep, and and like it, much like last year, you'll probably kind of be in and out depending on timing of recording. Yeah, uh, but also on but unlike last year. Um, my gigs are all weekends. Uh, I don't have any, like last year I did a mall gig that took up some evenings during the week. I don't have any Monday to Friday bookings this year. It's yeah. all weekends. So, Or at least right now you don't. Maybe somebody well, listening to this show. This is true, but I also work 10-hour shifts now. Uh, oh, that's also true. Four days a week. And after getting out of work at 5.30, after working 10 hours... Um, I don't know if I could handle a Santa gig. You need a lot of energy for that. Mm. All righty. Well, uh, so Ryan, uh, even though he's not on the episode, did do a little bit of homework and mm-hmm. uh, sent us the news. Uh, I guess I'll play Ryan this week. Sure. And uh, so uh, let's start off with a little bit of sad news. Um, that yeah. Really, is especially for you and I that and Ryan, this kind of hit a little bit on the hard side. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Conroy, the the voice of Batman through numerous animated series and video games, and uh, at least like one live action appearance as Batman, 
unfortunately passed away at the age of 66 um, yeah by the yeah. warner brothers uh, press release looks like it was after a short but uh, not so great battle with cancer yeah i didn't know he was sick to be honest um uh, the tributes have started rolling in for him i mean he was one of the greats of uh voice acting even though like he's pretty much pretty much just associated with one character. I mean, he did play a few other minor characters during the run of Batman, the animated series. But, uh, I, I mean, I think of, for a lot of us, if you ask who the best, who the best Batman is, a lot of us would have said Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Uh, he has been my favorite Batman bar none for years and years. He's, he's always the one that I would answer who is the best ba- Batman. And, like you said, it's interesting because, like, as a voice actor, as far as I know, it's really only Batman that he ever did, or and like the those DC run of shows. Yeah, he was like uh, a theater actor in New York who also did some soap opera work and stuff like that. Right. And, like, ended up doing this audition and ended up being Batman. Yeah, he um, he was a uh, he earned a full scholarship to attend Juilliard. That's how talented an actor he was. Yeah, uh, he his where roommate, he was roommates with Robin Williams. Yes, yeah, and also was in the same graduating class as Kelsey Grammer. Uh, wow. Uh, and then he was on Another World, which was a soap opera that my mom used to watch when I was a kid, and he did some Shakespeare. Um. He uh, he was a series regular on tour of duty, and did a bunch of guest stars oh, like people did. Yeah, but so it, it looks it looks like uh, B- Batman is his uh, Batman is his, uh, his uh, claim to fame. Yeah, and and pretty good one to it. Like a, oh, yeah. one of the the best stories I ever heard him talk about was uh during the like the aftermath of 9-11 he worked at like one of the the food like canteens for the the workers on site who were Mm -hmm. you know cleaning up rubble and trying to find people and stuff like that and so they're they're all shooting (laughs) stories back and forth and this one guy is like so uh, you you know uh, what do you do and as Kevin Conroy's like, well, I'm an actor. I do some voice stuff. I've been on some soap operas, stuff like that. And the guy comes back, oh, like, oh, really? And, and like, typical of almost anybody who ever says they're an actor, and like, have you been in anything I've seen? And he's like, well, yeah, I was in the soap opera, and I'm the voice of Batman. And the guy is like. No, you're not. And he's like, no, I've been doing Batman for quite a while. And then, then oh, I don't prove it. Oh, so, so he goes into this like big, like, uh, monologue from one of the, the Batman shows. And there is silence in the kitchen. And some guy from the back pipes up. Holy shit. He is Batman. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, he he will definitely be missed. He he him uh, sort of like Mark Hamill was starting to kind of retire himself out of the role. Like he wasn't doing it quite as much as right he had been. Um, but letting some other actors get their foots in. But uh, yeah, I got to meet him once, and he was very nice. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who really appreciated his fans too. Um, it looks I'm looking at his uh, list of credits on Wikipedia, and it looks like his last credit. Uh, it'll come out next year. He is playing Hordak on Masters of the Universe. Oh, like in the the Kevin Smith show? Yeah. Uh, well, He Man. No, that was Masters of the Universe Revelation, right? Yes. He was Merman on that. Oh, okay. And this is He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Okay, so I think that's the more kid version that was um, the the one that where they're like really big one. Netflix has the two He-Man shows, so right. This me. one is um, this is not the Kevin Smith one. 
Yeah. This is uh, yeah. So he's playing. He played Hordak in the third season of that. It also doesn't surprise me that he was in the Kevin Smith one because like Kevin's love of Batman. <laughs> yes, because he was he he's been in a bunch of Kevin Smith movies too, including. Oh really? Yeah, uh, he was in um, Yoga Hosers. Okay. Where he where he played Canadian Bat Man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Alrighty. So he was in that, and he was in—he was in an animated Jay and Silent Bob project too. Jay and Silent Bob Super Groovy cartoon movie. Oh, I vaguely remember that. I don't think I've seen it, been, but I vaguely remember that being a thing. Yeah. So. So, onward. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, despite getting really good reviews. Uh, Henry Cavell has announced that he is leaving The Witcher after season three. Yes. Which, which point he's being replaced by Liam Hemsworth. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't watched The Witcher. but I couldn't from, get into it. From what I, like, I've been reading, uh, I, I guess it's because... Um, He's back as Superman. Maybe that's part of it. And just like there's going to be some issues in terms of scheduling and stuff like that. Um, it I guess. seems kind of odd because like it's not like. Like I don't foresee why they would wouldn't be able to work around his schedule. Like so Netflix, if Netflix, if anything, is like. Not, not contingent on schedules. You know what I mean? That's not right. unusual for there to be more than a year between seasons for shows. The other thing that I've been reading and hearing is that Henry Cavill is a huge fan of the Witcher novels and yeah. the, the whole property. And that the TV series was, was veering well away from the plots that were in the books. And he didn't like that. Um, Could be. So, so he just wasn't enjoying uh, being on a show where he felt that the direction of the show was, wasn't going the, the way he wanted it to. Yeah. Nobody has said anything, but my other thought is like, was he signed for three, just for three seasons? And then, you know, they came back and his price tag has gone up a little bit since now taking back Superman. Maybe, but everything yeah. I've read isn't that his contract ended. It was that he wanted to leave. Yeah, yeah it could be. So, I don't know. So, um, but like I say, The Witcher is not a show I've ever gotten into. But yeah. um, I know Ryan, I think Ryan was uh, was a fan. And so Liam Hemsworth has some big shoes to fill uh, because yeah. I think Henry Cavill was pretty beloved on, on the Witcher. Mm. So yeah, yeah, a lot of people really like him. It's so uh, interesting. And I'm not sure because I don't follow it. I don't know if Liam Hemsworth is playing the same character or uh, yes, yes, he is. Oh, he is. He's just taking over as the same, as the same character. Yeah. Interesting. Very Interesting. Next up, uh, there's a lot of rumors and reports that Tom Holland has re-upped uh, his contract with Marvel and Sony to continue playing the MCU's version of Spider-Man. I have heard this, too. Would not surprise me in the least. Yeah, fact, why? I think it would be kind of stupid to recast him right now. Yeah. Um, I, I think it is... I mean, we all love him as Spider-Man. He seems to be the perfect Spider-Man. He's still young enough to play Spider-Man, too, which is important. Um, yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be good. Now, these yeah. are these going. Are, how will these will these tie into the MCU or will these be Sony spider movies? Well, I have heard some stories and rumors the last little while that the that Sony and Disney have been talking again about uh, re-upping relations in terms of Spider-Man. 
whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh, uh, I like just the fact that, you know, Morbius did not do particularly great. Right. They released that twice. Uh, yeah. And um, I hate to I, I usually like at my age, I usually don't like to completely crap on a movie before it comes out or at least not on like our show, but everything I've heard about that Craven, the Hunter movie that they're doing uh, sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> like just like, just terrible. Yeah. So it, and if like it, you know, I, I think out of terms of like fan press, we're pretty reasonable compared to other people. So we're saying it sounds terrible. Uh, maybe Sony has heard things from other people that is making them think that yeah. maybe it's time for a backup plan. Now, there are rumors that his new contract says he doesn't have to appear on any Disney Plus shows. So that would eliminate the chances of seeing Spider-Man on Daredevil Born Again. Yeah. But, but that doesn't preclude him from being in Avengers the Kang Dynasty. And yeah, I don't. I think it like him on Born Again was going to be a, a little bit of a stretch to begin with. But oh, I think so, too. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, but it's good. Uh, yeah. More Tom Holland is good. Good news. I like. There's a like a bunch of characters that like that we have now just introduced that I like am looking forward to Spider-Man interacting with. Yeah, like, like Shang Chi. Oh yeah. I think that could be really fun. Um. Huh? Yeah, and Shang-Chi and, you know, there's going to be some other characters thrown in over the next little while that that will be interesting to see. Uh, or or uh, Ironheart, right? Because, yep. you know, he is the he's kind of the resident boy genius at this point. Yeah, um, it, it would be interesting to see that, like, he isn't going to be the smartest guy, like the smartest kid in the room most of the time now. Yeah, that's true. I um I saw an interesting post talking about the MCU in general about um, a possible lineup for the Avengers that they could have now, and I started reading the Avengers in the mid to late eighties, yeah. and they could actually they actually have all of those characters in the MCU now, so you could do an Avengers movie with Wasp, Monica Rambeau, She Hulk, Hercules, Black Knight, uh, Cersei, and um, um. And Namor. Did I say Namor? Yeah. So uh, if they wanted, they could put that lineup of Avengers on the screen. Mm. I don't think they will. But Oh, and uh, Star Fox. Oh, and Star Fox. That was the other one. Star, Star Fox. Fox is in there, too. Star Fox is also an <laughs> Avenger. So, yeah. So that that team of Avengers is available. Like, the, those, act, those parts have been cast in the MCU. We have actors for them. Yeah. Uh, in other movie news, Godzilla vs. Kong 2 has apparently been given a new title, uh, with, uh, there's been photos of the, I guess, the gifts from the rap party that is now titling it Godzilla and Kong. Godzilla and Kong. Kong. So I guess there is a, now a buddy cop movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. Now it, it, yeah, (laughs) Ah, it's gotta be fun, regardless. Yeah. Now, here's one that. Uh, go ahead. I said, like, who doesn't love to see giant monsters beating on each other? Yeah. Can't be any now, worse than here's... Rampage. Oof. Not <laughs> about that one. Uh, this is one that I'm I'm curious to hear your answers for. So, um, uh-huh. James Gunn took over as co-CEO of DC Studios um, on like November 1st apparently was his first day and I guess in order to get like the the waters turning a little bit and like fan interaction both good and bad uh, James Gunn is asking fans what DC comic characters would they most like to see get their own movie Uh that James Gunn is like king of the c-lister characters and making them mm-hmm. great who would you who, who's a dc character you think deserves a movie 
that you can honestly now with this guy in charge is a, a possibility. Booster Gold. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be the first one that comes to mind because he he and his character involves time travel and different. It, he he interacts with various characters. Like his powers come from various characters. I actually had this conversation with a friend on the weekend too, and um, I guess the results of the poll characters that you would think have flown up to the top, like Nightwing, Batgirl, those kinds of characters. But uh, uh, the other one that I would love to see is a Zatanna movie. I think that could be really fun uh, to do magic a little bit differently than um, mm. than we've seen in a Doctor Strange film. Um, I'd also love to see maybe, maybe a World War II Justice Society film. That could be fun. Oh, yeah. I guess you oh. could get that now because they've kind of introduced the Justice Society as well, uh-huh. right? So. Or a far future Legion film. Like, I mean, James Gunn cut his teeth with superheroes with interstellar fun with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So why not a little uh, throw in a little teenage angst, throw in a little 31st century high techness and make a Legion film? You know what would have been like uh wouldn't be a bad one for him to at least sort of continue with because we we're not quite sure of the status other than last we heard it sounded like still going was think of the lineup of Justice League Dark. Uh-huh. Like of characters. Like that is up James Gunn's alley. That is too, yeah. So that's yeah, like, like Satana, the demon, Constantine. The demon. Constantine, Detective Chimp. Madam Zan. Oh, Detective Chimp. The Chimp. Madam Xanadu. He's, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I love what he did with with Z-list villains in the Suicide Squad. So, mm. I don't know. There's just... There's so, so many characters in the DC Universe, but... You always come back to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and their entourages, right? Yeah. Um, Booster makes sense. Booster, Booster's I, one that you can do something cool with. I don't Delta. know who you'd, you'd cast for it, but... Oh. You know, if he was 20 years younger, I would have said a Nathan Fillion type. Oh, yeah. Because um, I remember, like, a long time ago, there was those fan petitions for uh, Booster Gold and... Blue Beetle to be Nathan Fillion and uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, I could have seen that like, twenty they, years they ago. They just have the yeah, that chemistry would have been just perfect. But yeah, they're he's getting a little long in the tooth to to be trying yeah. to pull that off. I think. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and isn't there? Haven't they made a live action Blue Beetle movie like with uh, with the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle? Yes. So that's th- that would. Yeah, and uh, in some corporate head, that would confuse things, having two <laughs> Blue Beetles. Yeah. Two uh, Batmans now is okay, but... <laughs> what about the Teen Titans? Could they make a Teen Titans movie? <sighs> or is that just... I would like them to, like, and go with, like, the, the 80s lineup. I just yeah. don't know if they would because of the TV show at this point. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, DC's got so many shows on. Well, they had so many shows well, on. Well, they had. Um, yeah, that's not in our news, but the very last of the DC CW shows is coming to an end very soon. I read that no. t- today. And uh, that would be Stargirl, right? Uh, no, there's still a half a season of Flash yet to come. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, the time Warner doesn't own CW anymore. They sold it off to another company. So, yeah. So they don't get the rights to DC characters super cheap anymore. But, um, um, yeah, I, how about you, Brent? Any minor obscure DC characters? Um, weirdly, uh, I think they've set the table for one of them. Uh, because they haven't done a heck of a lot with them, but that new Doctor Fate that they they introduced, uh, I think it was Keith Geffen introduced him not too long ago, where he, it's the the one that's he's wearing a blue hoodie. I think like he's an actual okay. doctor, 
Um, but beyond that, oh. Yeah, there's uh, there's like there's so many, and yet so few that I think might have a chance at at being um, successful. Yeah, and maybe like a, most fire and ice. Oh, maybe. Um, trying to think because uh, my thoughts really go towards more teams with DC than anything else. Yeah, and like that's. Uh, there's only so many of those I think you can pull off. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. they're because they're going to be working on a Justice League movie. They've got the Justice Society out there, or at least I assume Justice League movie is in the works there somewhere. Well, one one character they could pick up from a recent DC film is Black Canary. Um, oh. I thought she was pretty good in Birds of Prey. You know what? Given his ties to Suicide Squad and uh, Harley, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Birds of Prey gets another look. Now that you mention it, uh-huh. or what about like a Green Arrow Black Canary film? Yeah, you'd have to introduce Green Arrow somewhere else first, maybe. But yeah, yeah, that could work. There's and lots of I- options. Yeah, I'd like this. Like, honestly, if with him at the helm, I'd kind of like something done with the question too. Ooh, that, uh, that's it. Yeah. I don't don't know if you can get a movie out of the question. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, don't it's know. it's. I, I love the character, but it's just it's an. I don't know. Alrighty, from. DC, we go to the world of Pokemon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and apparently, 25 years in the making, Ash Ketchum is going to be the greatest of them all as uh, the, the next series, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, he will finally become a world champion. Well, good for him. I have never watched an episode of Pokemon in my life. Not a one, eh? I don't believe so. Ah, it I've kind seen of. A few. I'm kind of just old enough to have missed it. <laughs> you know, when when it hit in its heyday. Um, I mean, I am familiar, of course. Yeah, you know the basics universe, of it, obviously. But but um, I I'm glad to see that Ash has finally gotten his due. Now there's a there's actually there's two bits of uh, Disney news I wanted to bring up. Both okay. revolve around Lucasfilm. Uh, one is the one that Ryan had in his notes here that Lucasfilm and Disney Plus are uh, reportedly looking at doing an Indiana Jones series um, due to the reactions they're getting from the new movie. Hmm. Um, Ryan posted the question who. And when would you want the potential series to take place? Uh, I my thought is is we we already got this series. It was called the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, and it was awesome. So yeah, I think like follow that formula. You'd obviously have to recast everybody for it, right? But, and it like that that formula for that show totally leads to the possibility of Harrison Ford coming in and out. Yeah. Like, I, especially since Disney plus has the actual money to do it now. Unlike back then where like, I think he's in one episode of Indiana Jones Chronicles, like, or like the two episodes, like because it was a two parter or whatever. And even then he's just in like the wraparound for it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, I think once I see Indiana Jones 5, then I'll know what my feelings are. Because as of this moment, after Indiana Jones and was it the Temple of the Crystal Skull? That was the last one? Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the, yeah, Temple of the Crystal Skull is the name of the ride at D- Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, Temple of the Crystal Skull is the movie. After seeing that movie, I felt like I could care less if I saw another Indiana Jones movie anytime soon. Yeah. Um, 
But they've gone and made another one, and I am the kind of person who will go and see it. So, um, the interesting it, thing about this one is it's not a Spielberg or Lucas movie. This is the this is one of the first things where neither one of like neither of them have their their hands like really directly in the guts of it. Right. Well, like Lucas isn't involved at all. Like, I guess he just because he's more or less retired at this point. And Spielberg is involved in it from like a producing point of view. But right. Yeah. Uh, so, again, that that could be good or bad. Um, Star Wars without Lucas has its ups and downs. Um, I can't think of a um, of a. Well, I guess the, the Lost World or the. Jurassic World movies. The Jurassic Park movies, yeah, again. They, they've been huge successes without Spielberg. Um, but hit and miss. So, um, yeah, uh, I will I will bide my time and wait to pass judgment. And um, if Indiana Jones 5 makes me go, oh my god, I want to see more Indiana Jones, then yes, I'll be excited to watch it. And of course, we know I'm going to watch it anyway. Uh, but as of right now, I'm, I am ambivalent on the prospect of a new uh, Indiana Jones TV show. It has the potential. But oh, like yeah. I said, like I, I really like the, the, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles that was done like decades ago now. Yeah, that was a good show. A very good show, but it wasn't, it wasn't really watched by a lot of people. As I recall. Yeah. So the other thing that popped up and I, I, I'm now getting a little bit more update from it because I didn't realize this because I haven't watched it is that Lucasfilm and studio Ghibli combined forces for a short animated film that is on Disney plus as we speak. Yes. Zen Grogu and dust bunnies. I have heard this too, and I believe I saw it in the Disney Plus menus as I browsed it the other day. But I have not, um, I have not watched it myself yet. Uh, my hope is that this might open the door to some more collaborations between the studio and uh, Lucasfilm, because the. Studio Ghibli is really good at like sort of the fairy tale aspects of story, yes. which would be like a little bit of an interesting like area for them to delve into in the world of Star Wars. So yeah. it's uh, well, it it and like the Studio Ghibli is like one of the probably the best known anime studio yes like outside like outside of japan that's the one that is one of the ones that has like a name marquee to it right with with the general populace and we did have we did have star wars visions last year where they worked with all of those um different anime studios so yep why not studio ghibli and why not have them use what is arguably the most popular Star Wars character of the year 2022, young baby Yoda Grogu. You know, yes. it just seems like a match made in heaven. Yeah, I uh, it's uh, it's interesting how popular Grogu still is. Yeah. In terms of like and like how it affects other things like so um, there's a customer that comes into Big B who has started uh he picked up a first appearance and i'm not going to say who because i'm just going to i'm going to let his uh his bet ride and not give people other ideas but he has picked up a marvel character first appearance with the thought that like in his head this is the next grogu like it makes uh, it, it makes a great stuffed animal it makes it great like cartoon character live action character like they can do a lot of things with it and that's, but that was his thinking is like just the, like matching the 
the the path of Grogu for those things because like you can get Grogu anything at this point. Yeah, this is true. Very true. Um, I, I I I'm looking forward to watching this. I don't know how long the short is. I hope three minutes apparently. Oh, three minutes. Yeah, well, I will probably watch it before I go to bed then. So, yeah, I think that'll be fun. With that, um, I am out of Ryan's news points. I don't believe I have any extra news either. Anything? uh... Oh, did we want to touch on the passing of two comic book creators this week? Yes, I guess that that goes in the news. So uh, let's uh, let's go with, uh, unfortunately, as Kevin mentioned, there there was a couple of passings in the comic book universe, too, of. One of which was Carlos uh, Pacheco, I believe it's pronounced, um, who like worked for Marvel, worked for DC, like had a like a, a very storied career, and unfortunately, much like Kevin Conroy, uh, you know, we got word in the summer that he was uh, sick, but it was first. It was like it was positioned as an illness right and then they realized that that illness well it's actually not an illness because he had spinal surgery i guess to try and correct it it was he had um instead he had als that's it's a debilitating disease that just shuts down a person Uh, one of my favorite high school teachers had that yeah but one of the, the the things about it that was surprising is that like I, apparently like it progressed very rapidly. I am mm-hmm. guessing. Uh, so it, his last piece, uh, at least while he was still uh, living, was a cover for Damage Control a while ago. Yes, uh, it wasn't the last issue; was the issue before that. So, uh, now, Pacheco wasn't uh, an artist whose work I ran out and got every everything he, he did, but he was a very – he is the kind of artist that I love with clean lines and, and, uh, and smooth figures, um, things that he has worked on that I loved include um, Avengers Forever uh, with yes. – with Kurt Busiek. Um, he did, uh, also with Busick, he did a book called Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, which just got revived like this year. Yeah. Uh, I read that it's a, it's a take on world war two, but it's a, what if instead of, um, instead of bi-wing planes, there were dragons. So it's a, it's a world with magic and a world war one story in a world with magic. Um, so, yeah. uh, uh, so, and, and this, uh, sequel Aerosmith behind enemy lines, um, is coming, it came out this year. So it was from image I'm trying to see what yeah. else he has done. Um, like he uh, worked on, like he worked on all the major characters at various points. He worked yes. on an X Men series, Fantastic Four, Green Lantern, Captain. He America. did a great, um, a great uh, JLA graphic novel called uh, Virtue and Vice. It was a yeah with uh, the JSA, right? Yeah, JLA JSA Virtue and Vice. That was a yeah. uh, a Jeff Johns uh, story. Hmm. Uh, and for Marvel, he did some X Men. He did a couple of runs of Fantastic Four, um, Uncanny X Men. So he's been all over the place. Yeah, and it's it, it's always a shame, especially like you know, uh, he he passed away at sixty, which yeah. really isn't that old. Uh, apparently, uh, his hometown has like declared a, a two days of mourning. Oh wow! Which is which is like really interesting. You don't see that that much for a comic book. Artist, yeah, he's so. from a small city in Spain called yeah. uh, La Linea de la Concepción. 
and he uh, he was also an organ donor. Oh. Which is also nice to see that, like, he trying to help others while uh, he is gone. The, the yeah. second passing was also another one that kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, again, it was a guy that I had heard was, was ill, but not, I guess, the extent of it. Uh, Kevin O'Neill passed away this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, my familiarity with Kevin O'Neill is mainly from his work with Alan Moore on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right, yeah. He was based in England and did a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, 2000 AD uh, stories. Yeah. Um, so he he worked on Judge Dredd a little bit. Um, he did some he did some work with Alan Moore in the DC universe. Apparently, got into a little bit of trouble with the Comics Code Authority back in the day um, mm. because of. Images of crucifixion, apparently, is what um, is what Wikipedia has to say on that. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, his work what, on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for me was such a weird eye opener because it was at the time it came out in like so late nineties, early two thousands his style was so different than everything else that was on the stands at the time, including right. from the publisher Wildstorm. <laughs> it's like comparing it to like the, the Jim Lee books and like all the, the Jim Lee clones and stuff that were filling up the various Wildstorm books. It, it was just such a, a different look on the shelves. Yeah. So, um, Cheers to these men and uh thank you for your work and uh we it, it'll live on because it's still out there in print um i don't think the league of extraordinary gentlemen is going anywhere um i don't think i don't think uh, martial law was his other big series um from epic comics uh you know that work is still out there and pacheco's work it's uh it's uh, uh still out there too yeah well, that brings us uh, pretty much to the end of this uh, shorter episode because it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, do you have any geek picks this week? I do have one. Um, a series of short cartoons showed up on Disney Plus this week called Zootopia Plus. Um, have you heard about this show, Zootopia Plus? No. So, what? <laughs> it's very, very clever. They are six short cartoons i've only watched two of them so far and they expand on scenes that we only briefly see in the movie zootopia so okay. in, the, in the very first episode you've seen the movie zootopia oh yeah a couple times so uh, in the in the first the first episode it's about judy's parents and so Judy has just gotten on the Zootopia Express and is heading into the big city to fulfill her dreams of being a police officer. Mom and dad and their hundreds of baby rabbits are waving her away at the station when they notice one of the kids has snuck onto the train. And so the whole episode is like a Roadrunner cartoon with mom and dad trying to chase down oh. the train and the little baby, uh, the little baby crawling all over it. The second episode I thought was even funnier and it's the real rodents of Little Rodentia, and it is a take on the Real Housewives. Oh, starring that that starring one. the family of shrews. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and again, it it just we saw part of the scene with these characters in the movie, and this this like five minute cartoon expands on um, expands on it. So I just thought it was really fun. And um, I'm looking forward to some of the others. So that's cool. Uh, there's one where the you remember the sloths who work at the DMV. Yes. They go out for dinner <laughs> to a fancy restaurant. Okay, and, I'll have to watch these. Yeah, like I say, there's six episodes. It's less than an uh, it's less than an hour long, mm. um, and it's all the original voice talents are back. Uh, and it's very funny. 
Even Idris Elba as Chief Bogo is back. And Shakira is back as Gazelle. Which is interesting, because I don't know if she actually talked. Like, like she sang in the movie, but was there any, like, actual dialogue from that character? Um, I no, she only sang that big song at the end. Yeah. So, um... Which, credit to her, anytime I've heard that song since, I just automatically think of Zootopia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... They're trying to keep Zootopia in the minds of people because I think they might be building a Zootopia land some at some theme park somewhere. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe Animal Kingdom. That might be the next land at Animal Kingdom. Could be Zootopia. Cool. So yeah, Zootopia uh, Plus on Disney Plus. Cool. Uh, for my geek pick, I am going with a show called which was originally on Cinemax in the States. Uh, it has now been moved to HBO Plus, uh, or HBO, sorry, HBO Plus, HBO Max. Right. Um, it is the, it is um, a show that is apparently based off of an idea that Bruce Lee had, that he pitched to networks and was turned down on. Oh. Um, it takes place, uh, basically the main character has uh, crossed the ocean in the uh, late 1800s to try and find his sister. Um, it it's, takes place in like late 1800 San Francisco. It reminds me a lot of Deadwood, but each episode is a little bit shorter, a little bit tighter. And instead of gun fu- gunfights, there's Kung Fu. Oh. Yeah. It's, and, and like, given that it was on Cinemax and HBO Max, it, it also follows the, the trope of uh, those shows, uh, there's there's a bit of nudity and a bit of sex and a lot of violence. But uh, I I'm, I was uh, kind of uh, fighting sort of a small cold this week and uh, just laying on the couch one night and I moved uh-huh. through like five episodes. So, cool. Um, there's two seasons of it now. There's a third on the way. Um, before we get to uh, what you and I are doing, just want to do a shout out to our patrons. Go for it. Patreon.com slash True North Nerds. Uh, three bucks gets you a little bit of extra content and also gets you, uh, it helps us uh, keep the lights on and helps pay for little things here and there and like our hosting later on and stuff like that so uh, thank you very much to the following uh we have drew karina rhino vision alex james team woods who does uh our uh fabulous landing page of truenorthnerds.com uh mike hammond gavin and Rex, who uh, you hear Rex every episode if you stay till the end, because he does the outro for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, now that we're wrapping up, uh, because it's just the two of us, we get to do all the plugs. We do. Where can people find you, Kevin? Well, uh, if you like Star Trek, and who doesn't like Star Trek, uh, you can find me on Galaxy Class, the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast, which I do with my friends on the BQN network. Um, Occasionally, I'm also on their um, Patreon roundtable, which we call The Hive Mind. Uh, but I am not on this month's episode because I was a little busy ho-ho-hoing. Um, but you can also find me on Twitter, uh, at, uh, on Facebook, Facebook, on Instagram, on Be Real, on uh, TikTok. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in all those places too, but I don't I don't use them very often. But I'm there. <laughs> For me, uh, this is where you can find me most of the time is True North Nerds, truenorthnerds.com. However, I have made a special guest appearance on Kruger Records. Uh, it is a sideshow from uh, a guest of this show on occasion, uh, Alex Kruger, who is one of the co-hosts of Composers. They have a small show that just talks about music. And uh, Alex and I spent about an hour and 20 minutes going over my love of the band Ministry. <laughs> so 
Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I've known Alex. Uh, oh, like he was 13 when I met him. So, yeah, like mm-hmm. long time, nearly 30 years at this point. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you can check that out. Uh, just uh, look up Composers Podcast and it will be in there. I think it's in their patron feed. But it's free for everybody because they, they one of their co-hosts is getting married, so they didn't have like a regular episode out. Ah, so uh, yeah, um, that's it for us. Tune in to this feed um, for a another uh, episode or a special episode where we will be reviewing Black Panther. Uh, mm-hmm. Two of the nerds have already seen it. Two of the other nerds are going shortly to go see it. Um, but, uh, we're, uh, we're going to do a full review at some point. Yeah. Uh, we have to, it's, it's an important film in the MCU. I think this is the last piece of, uh, phase four, right? So, oh, I guess so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's going to be lots to talk about with Black Panther, Wakanda forever. So, uh, I will, I will look forward to having that discussion. And in the meantime, I uh, hope you all do well and hope you're keeping everything good. Uh, we will see you soon. See ya. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. Let's go.